0: This is Sarah and Courtney, and you're listening to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Renaissance Bank is a true
1: Southern bank that started in Tupelo, Mississippi 115 years ago. With over 190 locations scattered throughout the Southeast, there's a good chance there's a Renaissance location near you. If you are looking for a bank that understands you and your financial needs, check out Renaissance at renaissancebank.com. In her most recent season of life, Reagan Kane has decided to live her life fully in the present. She likes to refer to this as her post 40 alter ego. Reagan created the Francis Flair, and this is to encourage herself and others to live presently, but do it with flair. In this episode, Reagan talks about the importance of family traditions, her love for travel, and reminds us to celebrate the every day. Join us now as we say it's Southern with Reagan Kane.
0: So excited about having the lovely Reagan Kane of the Flint's Francis Flair in Birmingham, Alabama, with us today, Sarah. Uh, Reagan, we have followed you and we love your vibe, your style, your, your curating of all the beautiful things, and we're just glad to have you on.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to y'all today. It's a real treat for me. Yay.
1: Well, I want to know how this started, the yeah. Francis Flair. What inspired this?
2: Well, Frances is my first name. Uh, it's not the name I go by, obviously, I guess. And um, I was named for my maternal grandmother. And she, as a lot of women, she was a huge influence in my life. And it, it took me a, a, it well into my adulthood to really understand who she was. You think you know somebody from a child's eyes. But as an adult, I sort of dove into her life and tried to understand her better. and. I actually wanted to change my uh, name to Francis, and my husband told me that it, you know that ship had sailed. It was a little too late in life to change. <laughs> so I decided I wanted to do something creative with. I love names. I love words. My husband and I don't have children, so I, I'm an accountant by day, but I love design and fashion. I, I'm not skilled in any of those things, but I enjoy them immensely. I, I like to tell people that when I was in college, I was the girl reading uh, Southern Living Magazine when my friends were reading People. And um, and that really is a true story. So I, the Francis Flair was kind of born out of a little bit of all of those things. It was a, a creative outlet. Instagram was kind of becoming its own entity and a few friends and people in my life encouraged me to really put myself out there and sort of started. It, it's still evolving a lot, but um, that's really kind of the reason why it, it came to be. How long ago was that? Probably something close to two years ago when I really started it and it took a while. Uh, I've, I've involved several people that have helped me kind of pull it together and make it into something other than me just posting pictures I like on Instagram, (laughs) which does bring me a lot of joy, oddly. And I think it does for a lot of people, which is what's made Instagram so successful. I like pictures and not words. I'd rather just post the picture and not put the, the the wording behind it. That's not something that comes easy for me. So, but probably about two years ago, it it kind of got in my head and I started thinking about it a, a little more intentionally. So
0: growing up, was this something that you kind of feel like were influenced by your, because you talk a lot about your Eufaula raising. Now, was that, tell us about that house and what inspiration you drew from there. So,
2: yes, it is no secret if we're friends on Instagram that I grew up in Eufaula, Alabama. It's a tiny little town on the Georgia-Alabama line, a little bit near Auburn, a little bit near Columbus, Georgia, if that gives anybody any context. Okay. Um, that town, uh, I do not live there currently. I live in Birmingham, but I spend a lot of time in Euvala. Through this last year with COVID, I've spent probably 80 to 90% of our weekends in Euvala. But it is is—it is my favorite place on earth. Mm. People, I love Paris. I love New York. I love Milan. But I really love Uvala deeply. I have a lot of family history there. Um, the house that I tend to show on Instagram is my Family home. It's been in my grandmother's family for about a hundred years. I did not grow up in that house, um, but I have had the privilege in the last year after I lost my last grandparent to um, take over responsibility of that house. So it's it's um, that's been a big thing in my life the last year. Cleaning it out, figuring out what to do with it. Um, it, it gives me great joy to know that it's sort of my turn to put my touch on it and. Hopefully, will spend the latter part of my life there in some form and can create memories for my family that were created for me. So it just, you know, it's probably the one place in my life that means the most. I have a really strong sense of place, and maybe maybe that's why. I don't know. That's awful.
1: So was this the grandmother's home that inspired you to do all the Francis's? Yeah, this
2: was Francis. This was Francis Reagan's home, mm-hmm. um, and it belonged to her mother. It, it oddly... I won't get into all the boring parts of it, but in the last three or four generations was owned by women. Yeah. Uh, not something that ever would have occurred to me until somewhat recently um, as I've kind of tried to uncover some of the history of it. But that's kind of fun and and special. Well, you know, you're talking about uncovering
1: the history of your grandmother. So what was it that you learned about her that was different from your childhood? Because you do kind of see your grandparents and your parents one way. And then as you get get older, you're like, well, now, wait a second. Right.
2: And the other thing that struck me is how much you learn about people once they're no longer alive. And and maybe that's not always true, but it it was true in this case because um, she died about 20 years ago and that house is just full of so much family history. I mean, I pulled out a couple months ago, their tax returns from 1968. I mean, maybe a lot of people have those. I don't know, but it was fascinating. So I, all kinds of things, you know, so much correspondence was, was written. I mean, obviously there was no cell phone or social media. And I think about when people are looking back on all of our lives, like there won't be that much written correspondence. I'm a huge proponent of, of handwritten notes. And so I read notes, people wrote her and, you know, it's, it's almost like you're just doing this investigation on somebody's life. and. I think what has, what struck me the most is she was extremely frugal. I'm trying to learn how to be a little bit more frugal because it's not necessarily my tendency. (laughs) And she was a, she was a work. She chose to work because she wanted to work in a time when, again, you know, it wasn't necessarily in vogue for a woman to work or have a professional life, whatever it looked like. I mean now careers look like all kinds of things for people and I love that, but but it makes, it makes me feel more connected to her.
0: That's some, so sweet. Oddly. Is there anything special about the town itself? Other Because I feel like we as Southern women, like I love the town that I grew up in. Do you feel like a sense of home? Yes. To yes. The, mm-hmm. You know, but when you peel it all back, other than our feelings, is there anything about the town that you specifically love? Or is it just the feeling and the people and the memories and the heritage there?
2: I mean, it's mostly that. I mean, it's a beautiful town with beautiful old homes, as so many southern towns are. I mean, um, I think it is particularly beautiful. Um, But I think if I had grown up in, you know, anywhere small town America, I would feel the same way. It's just exactly what you said. The people and the memories. And I love in a small town, it has always struck me that you don't, people are friends with People from all different age groups, if I said that correctly. Like, in Birmingham, I adore my friends. They're some of the dearest people in my life, but we're all about the same age. But in Eufaula, when I go to a party, I'm, you know, friends with people in their 20s and friends with people in their 60s, and my parents were that way, and it just provides such depth, I guess. Mm. Um, But, you know, I just, I love the people. The people are what make it, and um the history. I, I think all the things combined are what make me love the place so much. So what's your background? Like where did you go
0: to school? What do you you don't have a design or like an art background, do you? No.
2: I don't want to be <laughs> a bit clear that I don't have any training or any knowledge. I'm in design at all. I know what I love and but I don't know how to put it together and make it look its best. I just know what I'm drawn to. But I had a very, you know, traditional college experience. I went to school at Birmingham Southern in Birmingham. That's how I got to Birmingham. I loved it. It was a perfect place for me to go to college in the 90s, made lifelong friends, great education. I went to school. My parents said you have four years and then you you know, this is your show. And I took them very literally and I majored in accounting. I love accounting. I love a spreadsheet, Excel (laughs) is really my best friend, which does make people laugh, but it's true. Very type A. I went to work at Ernst & Young right out of college, stayed there for two years, you know, worked very hard. I've always said I will never be the smartest person in the room, but I can always be the hardest working person in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't particularly fulfilled by public accounting. Maybe now I know why, but (laughs) I left after two years to work. come to work for a company where I still work, Tacala. It's the words Taco and Alabama combined. Mm-hmm. We're a Taco Bell franchisee based here in Birmingham. We have uh, over 300 stores in seven states. And I oversee accounting, finance, payroll, IT, like all the boring things, but all the important things that it takes to run a business. So Taco Bell is a really fun brand, whether h- however you feel about it. We market to young people. We have cool marketing. It's just a really fun, happy place to work. I mean, talk about social media and marketing. I mean, that is sort of the cornerstone of what this business really is. We sell food, but we really market to people. So I've been here now 20 years, and I love it. Um, I absolutely love it.
0: So is it safe to say that the Francis Flair is your alter ego? Then, if you're this buttoned up accountant, uh
2: it absolutely is. And I tell people, it's, it's my, like, my kind of my post 40 self coming to life. Like, I don't think if I were in my 20s, even if I were in my 20s right now, I would have had the courage to do something like the Francis Flair. But I, I do think it's my post forty alter ego. I think you said it very well. It's
1: so funny. I, think that's I we, think, yeah, yeah, that's what us. we're doing. Yeah, here. What do yeah. you think that is? I'm just curious because.
2: I think um, I heard a quote recently. I, I wish I could remember it, but I really think in your 40s you start to like let go of all the um, the stigma and the you you gain a lot of confidence. At least that's how I have in my life. You know, you just you're like this is my chance to be me and do some things while I'm still young enough to do them and try them. And you're not so concerned about what other people think. And you just sort of let all that kind of fall away. And hopefully at least I think I've found my true self in some of this and I'm very grateful. And if I had known in my twenties, I might've lived a little differently, but anyway, I didn't. And here we are. And I'm very, I'm very happy to be here. I tell people as they turn 40, it has been my favorite decade so far. It's been sure. the most decade that you're not concerned about. I don't know. What am I going to wear? I mean, I am concerned about what I'm going to wear, I guess, but like, am I going to look right in it? I wear what I love. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like, it, then that's okay. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I wish just everybody could know that this stage of life is coming. Yeah. Yes. I wish I, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, that needs to be advertised better.
1: I know. I think so, too, because everybody's kind of scared to turn 40, and then once you do, you're like, well, this is the greatest um, thing ever.
2: Best. The absolute best. I couldn't agree more.
1: I also like, too, you were talking about living on your website. I think I read something about you living life fully and living the life that you have today and not the life that you thought you might have. Yeah, let's dive into that.
2: Well, I mean, I may, I, I sort of made that up, or, or maybe I read a quote that sort of struck me that way but I have said that for the last couple years and I think it's true for everybody in in whatever way that applies to your life for me. Um, My husband and I went through a long period of trying to have children. We were not successful. It was hard. It was emotional. It was sad. It was all of those things and then at the point that we decided we were just going to stop I just was like okay we have two choices. We can just be sad about this forever and I don't mean that it's not still sad or we can live the life that we currently have and do the best we can with where we are. And that just having that freedom or giving yourself that freedom was, was so freeing to me Mm -hmm. and continues to be. And I, I love our life. I can't tell you how, many times i stop myself and say i love my life right now if i could stop my life i'm sure we all have these moments if you could stop your life at any one point it would be right now for me i don't we have nephews and godchildren that we adore and they give us that joy of of you know being involved in the lives of young people i want them to stay there the exact ages <laughs> and i stay in this phase of life forever so You know, I think that applies all all around, but we all pictured something, some way our lives were going to look that they don't look. They don't look exactly like we thought when we were 18 and dreaming of whatever we were all dreaming of. So just try that phrase on if it happens to apply to you in whatever aspect of your life. And I don't know, it just has made me love my life. I used to say, I used to be so jealous of my friends and their little babies and, preschools and all the things they were dealing with, with little people. And now I think they're jealous of our life. (laughs) (laughs) I know they are. I know they are. These two are. (laughs) Because pre COVID we were traveling all the time and we're going to get back to that. And I don't know, there's just a freedom in it that um, I'm very much enjoying. um, When we were going
0: through and preparing for your interview, another thing that we saw that we loved was, it's kind of your, your mantra, I guess, take the trip, wear the hat, use the silver, ride the bike?
2: Uh, that like popped in my head. Literally, I was on a motorcycle in Morocco. Oh I my gosh. Oh my I gosh. can't. And that, <laughs> it, you should do that trip. You can go with me on that trip. Okay. <laughs> We're in. It, such a fabulous trip. Uh, I have a friend in Dallas who plans these small group women's trips and I've, um, just enjoyed those immensely. But that just like popped in my head. And when I got back to the hotel after that motorcycle ride, um, I was like, absolutely. This is how we should all live. Use your grandmother's silver. Why is it still in a box? I-, I use my sterling silver that actually belonged to my mother, but every day goes in the dishwasher. We use it to eat, you know, takeout food. We use it to eat everything because. Silver actually holds up better if you use it, A, and B. Like, what are we waiting for? I, I, I know that's been said before, but truly, what are we waiting for? My mother never used hers, so I got it out of the box and sort of um, decided it was going to be mine, and thankfully she agreed, and I love it. It brings me such joy.
0: I love that, because uh-huh. I, I, it always seems like we're waiting for a special occasion, and Like, today is the special occasion. And don't you feel like, Reagan that we're even trending towards a more casual lifestyle just in general? But that doesn't mean
2: that you can't take the special out. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree. Like, I really do. I mean, if you're going to buy, if you're going to invest in a nice scarf or a nice handbag, then use it. You know, like, I, I mean... Wear it to the grocery store right now because that's, a, you know, one of <laughs> that's the the only place you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What's wrong with that?
1: Well, that's what your website does too and it's your Instagram. It's about that. It's yeah. just, it's so beautiful. And you're saying you don't have an eye to put this stuff together? It's just things you love? Because it looks like you, you do. do.
2: Well, I mean, I had a lot of great help with that and a lot of good directional advice. But, I mean, I do know what I love. And when I see an image, I you know, I'm drawn to certain images versus others. I, it's no secret that I love color. Um, I, I, my house is full of color. My closet is full of color. Like I've just always been drawn to color. I don't know why. Um, I'll go into a, a, a immaculate, you know, beige minimalist home. And I love that too. And sometimes when I'm in a friend's home that looks like that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I want this. Maybe I, this is so quiet and peaceful. But then I get back home and I'm like, no, I like it just like this. I yeah. like all things. I like more is more. I like everything to mean something, but I don't know. I just I, I just know what I'm drawn to, but I'm not sure I could create that room. If somebody gave me a blank room and said, make this look beautiful, I don't know how good it would look without <laughs> <self>. <laughs> But... Mm-hmm.
0: So are the things that you're collecting, are they, did you find them in your travels? I mean, let's, can we just pull over there for a second and just live vicariously through all the highlights on your Instagram, where all you've traveled? Are you finding things as you're going or?
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I love to find things on, while I'm traveling, I'll scour a a market or, um, the little souks in Morocco. Morocco was the last trip I went on, um this time last year really. So that's why I refer to that the most. I love to do the little markets in France. Um, You know, I just love to find the unexpected and something that I can fill my house with and remember, you know, you got this on this trip. And that is just the most incredible thing to me, to find something you love. You know, my, bring- great, my great-grandmother, she
1: traveled a lot. And so she would bring pieces home. And on the bottom, she taped. She would write down, you know, like Paris Market, you know, um, oh. 1932, and just tape
2: it. And that so
1: now, yeah, so all of her pieces now have got, still have tape. Like, I still have some pieces of hers that have where she got it, you know, in her handwriting.
2: I need to do that.
1: Yeah, you I- should.
2: Because you can forget, especially if it's not, you know, know. When- yeah that what what was that like I, I need to do that that's a great that's a great thing to do mm-hmm. what do you think it is about travel
0: like what does travel give you you know because a lot of time we think oh uh, we'll go to Paris when or for this occasion but you're saying pack the bag and go now
2: absolutely well maybe I not
0: mean, now <laughs> but in, in right? six, yeah after you're vaccinated <laughs> As
2: you can, because yeah. believe me I will be ready I I don't know. It's a, it's an escape. I mean, I, it, it's a way to sort of shut down your reality. Not that I, my reality is bad, but you know, you're not thinking about oh, what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? Um, uh, I need to pay that second bills. Uh, I need to what make that doctor's appointment? I don't know. It's an escape from your reality, and you just learn so much. What what is I posted a quote the other day that I love he who travels has stories to tell. I mean, I, I don't know. I just am so at peace when I'm traveling, even though you're tired and maybe your luggage is lost or, I mean, all those things have happened to me, but I don't know. Maybe it's the explorer in me that just loves to go out and look and learn My favorite thing is to be somewhere and turn a corner and see this beautiful, you know, storefront window from some little local antique dealer or whatever and walk in. And I mean, you're just overwhelmed by all this beauty and you you didn't know you were going to find that shop or maybe the little, you know, corner restaurant where you sit and have a glass of champagne and um, the memories. I, I don't know. I'm just very, very drawn to travel and I want to be. Twenty years from now, I want to be very well traveled. I'm not that well traveled to be honest with you. Um I- I've been to some great places, but I got a lot more places to go. So we gotta get going on this <laughs> travel. What's
0: <laughs> next on your list?
2: Sort of a we did South Africa in the fall of 2019 and I came back and told my friends, don't go to Disney World. Don't take your kids to Disney World. <laughs> Just save the money and take your kids on a true African safari. Mm. It was absolutely life-changing. Um, so we we were supposed to tag onto that. We were supposed to go to Kenya last October. Now this October, now I don't know. Um, but there's so many places I want to go. I, I want to explore Africa further. I mean, I, I want to go to... I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I, I want to go everywhere, literally. Um, And I haven't been to Switzerland. I haven't done much of Italy. I mean, so many, so many places that we have not been. we got a lot of going to do. Now, hopefully. do you like traveling with your girlfriends or your husband? Both. Okay. I, I like both, which which can kind of present a conflict because I, I love my girlfriend trips. My husband also loves to travel. He's not quite as willing to be away as long as I'm willing to be away. Um, and I, I respect that. He's, you know, I, I say he's chained to his desk in his office, which is not actually true, but he's very committed to his work, as am I. But I, the older I've gotten, the more I will let myself go and be gone for longer periods of time. So I like both of them. They're totally different experiences. but um, And we have such dear friends, and we actually travel well together. So sometimes we've done husbands and friends. That's always fun. Well, I do feel like your travels and everything
1: that you've sort of curated through that and and your things you've collected throughout your life are coming through on the Francis Flair. You can see that on your Instagram and on your website.
2: Thank you. That's that is the highest form of compliment. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, so who is the Francis Flair for then? Is it for, you know, women like us the same age or is it for people that are wanting to travel, just people wanting to look at beautiful things.
2: I I think it's for all of those types of people. I mean, people who want to travel, people who have traveled, maybe they have a thing or two to teach me. Um, And people probably like me that just want to look at beautiful things. Um, They just want to feel inspired. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I, I love the images. I don't as much love the text. It's just that immediate feeling of looking at an image and feeling like you're there, or you want to be there, or makes you think of something you love, or puts a smile on your face on a gloomy Monday, whatever, whatever the case Mm -hmm. may
1: be. That's how I do Instagram. I just scroll, scroll, scroll. The picture, Mm picture, picture. In Mm -hmm. my
0: bathroom, wishing I was in Paris.
1: Yeah, yes, Yes.
2: right, Mm -hmm. exactly.
0: Hey, I, I do. You know where I wanted to be was at that garden party that you had with Mark Sykes. In Birmingham. When was that? In the spring?
2: That was in um, September, early October. Um, Caroline Jadare, who I'm sure you know and follow, she is fantastic. She is one of my style idols. She was kind enough to host an event. Um, usually that time of year is when our Birmingham Botanical Gardens host their antique show, which is their largest fundraiser. And this year, This past year, couldn't do that, couldn't have the dealers, couldn't have the gala, couldn't have all the components that make that weekend so special. So we did a little garden party um, outdoors on a Sunday afternoon. Mark Sykes and Jake Farmer both came to be with us because they both had books that came out last fall. Mm -hmm. And Caroline and my friend Mary Cox-Brown of Marigold Designs, I'm sure you also follow her. She's fabulous and hilarious in all the best ways we hosted a little party in caroline's um backyard for mark and james it was the only party i went to or had any involvement in in 2020 and it was special the weather was beautiful mark and james were were lovely to travel to birmingham and be with us and help support us in a time like that um so that was what that night was about and i would give anything to go back to it it was so
0: beautiful (laughs) and so curated and special
2: well I I thank Caroline mostly for that but we we made the three of us make a fun team we've done a few other little social events together and we like to make it fun and beautiful
1: yeah I do want to ask you about the artist behind the Francis Flair all the illustrated work on your website who is that you
2: that's not you right no not me it is um uh, Holly Holland who is you probably again back to Instagram know her from Instagram but she I I like to say I knew Holly way back when which maybe not may not be completely true but I sort of caught on to Holly's look several several years ago and she has designed several things for me my husband is a is a hobby beekeeper and she did a little... You know, I said, the only th- the only part of this beekeeping I'm going to do is I'm going to design the label for the jar. So <laughs> I, called, I called Holly. She's done stationery for me before. Again, back to that visual, I love a name, and I love a good, well-done visual. So she's done all the graphics for my Instagram and my website, and we have a couple other fun things that we're working on that we'll hopefully be sharing soon. So Holly is my go-to for all things graphics. Well, and please tell holly she's doing a wonderful she's job she's working it's with dogwood beautiful. hill
0: right because we, we she did, got, yeah we know, did dogwood hill
2: she works with um dogwood hill and jennifer hunt is a friend of mine jennifer is a former accountant i'm sure you know that yes yeah. so i'm not a former accountant i am a and am in, still an accountant but i feel like she and i um are kindred spirits in a lot of ways mm-hmm, for sure We
0: have a round that we call the popcorn round thats that we're, like, dying to do with you because we do it with each of (laughs) our guests, and we get to just fire off questions, and you just give us your first response.
1: Okay. Okay. I got one. All right. Since you're working with Taco Bell, what is your favorite dish? What are you ordering at Taco Bell?
2: Well, right now we have nacho fries, which is our version of a French fry, and I love them. I don't eat a lot of meat, but I do love a potato or French fry. So I highly recommend those. My go-to is, um, the Dorito shell taco, which is divine. <laughs> go, go there and get it. Take your kids there and get it. It's also a great late night snack. If uh-huh. you don't. <laughs> so, um, Those are my two current favorites. I love that. We were
0: talking the other day of anything with Edo at the end of it, whether that's a Frito, a Tostito, a Dorito. We love it. Yeah, we really feel really positively about that. Yeah. About that section. We can really get behind that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In your travels, what's been, okay, if you could snap your finger right now and be somewhere, where would you be?
2: first thing that comes to mind is the Ritz Hotel in Paris. Yes
0: yes. I follow them on Instagram.
2: (laughs) It is like no other and I say if I ever know when my last day on earth is going to be I'm going to back into that by sending myself to the to the Ritz in Paris and living out those last days there. Just keep bringing me room sir. Uh (laughs) I mean honestly I've there been a couple days where I've been there and never left the hotel. What do you love about it? Oh my gosh. I mean, the, just the aesthetic is just unbelievable. Every detail in the rooms. If any of my friends listen to this, they'll laugh because I love a bathtub and the bathtub. I don't get in just any bathtub when I'm (laughs) trying but that (laughs) bathtub. You know, I do. I love the spa. I love the room service. I just, I mean, it's just, it's like my version of heaven on earth.
1: Ah. Well, you appreciate Southern things like silver and things, items you maybe have collected from your grandparents. But is there one thing that you would say, if you walked into someone's house, you could see that and you'd say, they're from the South. That's their grandmother's. What would that be?
2: Hmm. Um. I mean, my gut answer would be something silver, some unique piece of silver, and after just cleaning out my grandparents' house over the last year, definitely silver, definitely linens, any type of linen, napkins, china, I think, especially a china pattern that you don't see every day, Um, or even some unique, um, my grandmother had some very pretty vases or or different urns and things like that that are just super eye-catching and I if I saw any of that in someone's home I would know or an old framed picture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. framed old photograph um I I love things like that I'm a sentimental hoarder Uh, I think maybe a lot of people in the south are I'm not a hoarder of just anything but I am a sentimental hoarder I am too Describe to me what you feel like it
0: means to be a strong Southern woman.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, You know, I think you have to have a big heart and a backbone, which is not something I've always been good at, the backbone part. Um, I think Southern women... And maybe all women, I I just know Southern women better because I've always lived in the state of Alabama, but are kind and caring and have huge hearts and love the people around them and all the people in the community want to do good things, uh, want to be a helper, want to be a giver, but don't want to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. That's maybe the part I've sort of struggled with and I'm working on and back to my post forty self. Mm -hmm. um, and love family and love tradition, or maybe that's just me, but I I am a traditionalist to a fault. Um, for example, I've spent every Christmas of my life at the same dining room table. Maybe that's kind of creepy, but it's true. And it means everything to me back to that dining room table in that house. You know, Southern women have a strong sense of place. Um, like we've all told stories here today about our grandmothers and great grandmothers and places and things. And That um, gracious and kind and and write a thank you note. Yes. Mm -hmm. You better write that note. note. Mm
1: -hmm. Did I read somewhere that you chose yellow as your color of the year?
2: Well, I did. Yellow is the Panatone color of the year. When I saw that come out, I thought, okay, this is my year because yellow is my favorite color. Okay. 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 My nephew, he's four, and he always says, why do you like Lolo so much? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do. Like, (laughs) I'm just so drawn to yellow. My living room is painted yellow. The outside of my house in Birmingham is currently painted yellow. I did that about a year ago. Um, I don't know. It's just the most joyous color to me. So I feel like it's maybe hopefully going to be my year because of that color choice. Yes.
0: Speaking of... of colors that inspire you who is somebody that you look to for inspiration
2: oh my goodness um there are so many people that inspire me and and really i mean i've said this a lot i feel like that going back to instagram i mean if i had my instagram pulled up right now there's so many designers that i love a full room i love a colorful room i mean I've recently worked with Mark Sykes and he was able in my house to bring to life, to to bring me to life and my love of color and pattern. I mean, we've got one pattern on the ceiling, one pattern on the walls, you know, different patterns on the furniture. And that, I mean, he, that's the reason I chose him because he is so inspiring on, his Instagram date. If you ever need a little pick me up, just Mm -hmm. go click their stories. Um, he he's one of many, many people. I, I I don't know that I can call them all to name right now, but, um, but everybody I follow on Instagram inspires me in some way or another. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Reagan, thank you so much
1: for coming on Say It Southern and sharing your story and teaching us more about the Francis Flair. That's
0: right.
2: Well, thank you, ladies, for thinking of me. Yard's the cutest. I'm happy to have met you, and I hope we can meet in person one day. Uh, we will. We, we will. For yes. Sure. Right. Thank, you. thank you. Bye. You. Bye. Bye.
1: Rise with Renaissance is a women's empowerment initiative that our partner Renaissance Bank developed to make a difference for women. Rise's mission is to support female leaders, achievers, innovators, women just like Reagan Kane, and women like you. Renaissance is here to support women striving for success. So, if someone says you can't, prove them wrong. Visit your local Renaissance location or RiseWithRenasant.com to learn more.
0: Gosh, wasn't that fun talking to her? Yeah, I just feel like the Frances Flair is like the woman that we all need to be, like aspire to be. Yes. You know, like that she's kind of promoting a lifestyle of... Like, why, what are we waiting on? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, do it now. Do the special things now. Use the silver. Yes. <laughs> but write that thank you note. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: I liked her talking about travel, too. And she mentioned that quote that she has on her Instagram page that's, he who travels has stories to tell. Mm. And I love that. I don't know yeah. if it's because I'm just wanting to travel we're dying so to travel. bad. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, if you could snap your fingers, where would you go? You well, to I'd that go to that park.
0: bathtub at the Ritz in Paris. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. You would love that bathtub, girl. You
0: know, Ooh. honey, I'd give me some Parisian bath salts. <laughs> I'd be like, see y'all in the morning. No, Paris has been on my list for so long. And it was the, it was the trip that we were going to take when we were 40. It was the trip that we were going to take before COVID. We already had, like, sitter in person. And my aunt was coming to take care of the kids. I mean... We were pulling the trigger Mm -hmm. and then all this craziness happened. And so that's where, I mean, but I mean, I'll I'll do little things in between. Like I was so happy to get do Wyoming this summer, like going West was something that was never on my Mm -hmm. radar, but like loved it so much. We went to Montana twice, you know? (laughs) right? And so like, I like to go. Mm Mm-hmm. But Paris is my next, like, big trip in the sights. What about you?
1: Well, I've always wanted to go to the Greek Isles. Yeah. I've never been. I just think it's so beautiful, the water, the white, the food, everything about the Mediterranean, all of it, I'm just, like, dying to go.
0: Do you feel like that's a feasible trip? I do, but, you know, I
1: think they've got a lot of, like, great deals and stuff (laughs) to, like, go and, and ways to island hop. Yeah, you know, and they make it pretty easy. I think we—that's on Jason's list too. Mm-hmm. He would say Greece. Yeah, if if he could snap his fingers. Which also, um, you know, when we interviewed Good Clean Wine, and they were talking about the small towns Lord, in Italy. Let's just go
0: with them. Let's go way. with
1: them. Like I really want to do that too. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to go to, you know, I want to go to the small little villages and, mm-hmm. and all the small communities in in Italy where they're tasting grapes that yeah. no one's ever heard of.
0: Yeah. That's where I want to go. When to. we did Italy, I mean, you know, we were med... He was a med student. I was like the breadwinner. <laughs> $32,000 a year. Um, a little bit more than that. But anyway, when we went, we read this book called Rick Steves, Through the Back Door of Europe. And he talks about the little places, the little pizzerias, the best place to get focaccia. And we mm-hmm. went to all those holes and dives. And it was the best trip. I mean... Yes. It was so fun because it was off the beaten path. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did we see Pisa? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we do the Kalala Sim? Yes. But we ate at the pizza joint around the corner from it that you have to talk to Louie to get the right All time. Right. You know yes, what I mean? Ask yes. for this guy and do this. It's just and I feel like those are the trips that she's taking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. like to know where to go and what to do with the right people, with girls that want to be there. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so did you travel when you were, when did you first go overseas?
1: My um, first time overseas was uh, The Bachelor. I mean, that was my okay. first time to Europe. Okay. Yeah, and my sister went to Europe. Um, I think she actually went twice, like once in high school. They, nice. they went, a group from school, and then she went again in college. Yeah. And, and I never did it. I, I really never had like the desire to go and see Europe at that time. It was more about like. What am I doing here in my life, you know?
0: <laughs> like, Who's, who am I meeting for the ball game? <laughs> party?
1: Am I going to this weekend? That's way more important than yeah. going to Europe for the summer. I'm going to miss everything here. Yeah. Um, and gosh, I'll regret that now. Sure. <gasps> uh,
0: Cuz if there was ever a time. Oh, for sure. I hope my kids go and do a study abroad or do a do a semester somewhere mm-hmm. or like work in the summer on a ranch somewhere. I mean, Jason did Wales in college for 3 months and he's like, "I I wouldn't. When else do you have three months to go right. do that? I mean, mm-hmm. go do it. Go do it.
1: I would love to go and rent a house somewhere like a French countryside type thing yes. or Italy. Yes, and just go there for the summer with my girls mm-hmm. and just be there for the summer. Yes, like well, good luck. Going to learn the language. Yeah, you are going to if you are going to make some friends, you are going to
0: have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or you know, just I don't know. I think that'd be so fun. Um, Learning to cook the food. And, I think that's, like, The holidays. one of my favorite movies. And you know where they house swap. Yes, yes. Yeah, and she goes to the little cottage in Italy, and then she comes to L.A. And just seeing her, like, trying to, like, or England. She went to yeah, England. Uh-huh, yeah, And, like, to navigate the car in the city. Of course, Cameron Diaz, that has to be the worst acted movie by her ever. <laughs> well, I don't know. Something know, about she's... Mary was pretty rude, But um, she was, I mean, just... Oh, I can't drive this car on the other side of the road, you know. And yes. it was just so yuck, but just seeing and some just having the guts to go, Yeah, let's housewife for two weeks. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Because really do you, and that was something we probably should have asked Reagan, do you have a, like what's the right amount of time to spend in a place? Yeah. I mean also who has the pocket book to spend? Right. Two weeks. In but it's place. like she's saying everybody's going to Disney World.
1: Disney yeah. is expensive. And take that money and do that a uh, true African safari. Yeah. Or you can come to Alamo and do the <laughs> safari park here near us.
0: <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? It's no joke. Because during COVID, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, but people were posting because it was one of the only things that people could do. I went several times. Okay. I took my girls. Did you Well, we did too, but we didn't have to wait in that crazy long line is what I'm saying. It was backed up. Like five hour wait. Oh my gosh! To no, we never did that. The safari park. Uh-huh. No. You know that, well. Basically, by the end of the day, the animals were laying down because they their stomachs were like <laughs> totally <so> distended. <laughs> yes. Because they had eaten literally 195 pounds of that food. Yeah. I mean, basically, the zebra. They couldn't get the zebras up out of the yard. I mean, not an ostrich in sight. It's a
1: drive through. Safari park. I mean, there's buffalo, zebra, lots of llamas, emus. um,
0: It's the only one around.
1: There's a giraffe. There's there's really unique. um, What they're not um, bison. Bison. There's bison. uh, Kudu. Yes. There's um,
0: pit. I mean, there's crazy.
1: It really is. It's, It's it's there's everything, and you buy buckets of food. You don't have to, but you drive through the safari park and these animals come up to your window and you feed them you touch them they lick you they lick your face they lick your car <laughs> they eat your car i They're mean in it is... your sunroof <laughs> they are literally in your sunroof uh-huh. i mean oh my gosh but so we ran out of food because so buy extra if you go yeah. because somebody's going to drop the bucket get, uh, get five bucks. an ostrich is going to be digging that poking that head in that bucket uh-huh. and somebody's going to drop it scream uh-huh. and roll the window up
0: uh-huh. anyway so when it's not covid you can pull into the parking lot you can pet the pygmy goats you can see the reptile you know my boys are like can I please see the anaconda in the cage inside? Yeah. You can feed the giraffe. I mean, it's it's, it's worth the drive. It is. I it's think funny. the only other one is, like, in Indiana that's anywhere even close to Oh, here. really? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean,
1: yeah. I literally, every time we go through there, I cry laughing. Like, I laugh the whole way through. I just can't even believe this is happening. We need to post our videos on oh, stories this funny, week. Oh, I've funny, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, And share the safari park. <laughs> but, yeah, so, anyway, if you can't go to Africa... You can come to Alamo,
0: Tennessee. That's right. Until we can get to Africa. Until we can get to Africa. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is a good little COVID activity. But I want to take my kids, like, seeing them in Montana this year was so, it just brought out the boy in them even Mm -hmm. more so. You know, just seeing your kids in different, exposing them to different things, seeing them in different elements, like, seeing their eyes light up. And don't get me wrong, Disney is great. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not the only thing out there. Right. Know? Like, we yeah. don't have to go to Universal. And, like, get their passports. And don't go back to 30A, but mm-hmm. maybe once a year. But then go somewhere else. Yeah. You yeah, know?
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree with that totally. So, I also want to talk about the post-40, her alter ego. Love that. Because I think that is, I mean, you and I said it. That's, that's us. That's like what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy, the different, the feel. I mean, it's, like, almost immediate when you turn 40. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it's not that I don't care about, the way I look or whatever, but I'm like, if I'm happy, I am i don't care what you think right. kind of a thing. Whereas right. before, it's not that I cared what other people think, but I would try to look my best and it really wasn't for me. Sure. Thinking, you know, looking back on it. Yeah, sure. It was to maybe impress somebody else or like right. I got the new bag because it was the new bag, mm-hmm. not because I just loved it. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I found this bag and I love this bag. I'm carrying this bag. Right. You know, yeah, it's just so different. So I'm kind of like her. I will say, I wish I had known when I was 25, 30, that I would be like this at 40.
0: But you're not ready for it. I mean, a sense of self, I think, is what is the wonderful thing to find in your late 30s and 40. And, you know, and I mean, the 20s and the that's that made you who you are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, you wouldn't feel like you arrived on the other side of it had there not been that journey, right. that part of the journey. Yeah. You know? But did I think it was going to, I mean, did I think my parents were ancient when they turned 40? Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> Do I
1: feel ancient? Yes.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. I do. Sometimes. Yes, I do. Dang, Birmingham. Birmingham. You I mean, what going is going on? on? What I is know. in the water
1: in Alabama? Well, it's just creative culture. It is. And they're often from, like, these great small towns, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. now they're all in Birmingham, and everybody's just living their best we gotta life. we got to get down
0: there and do an event.
1: Yes. With I mean, all these fabulous people. people. Also, speaking of events, I'm excited about our getaway. Well, yeah. I mean, we're already planning that for next year, September. Yes. Okay, so. should we
0: release it, should we tell them the dates right now, or should we wait and do a post about it and get an email address? I mean, let's just
1: announce it. Okay. Let's tell everybody. All right. So y'all put it down. We're working on it.
0: 2021 planning for the getaway down to 30A again is the weekend of September 23rd, through the twenty sixth, mm-hmm. and the twenty third is it'll be that Thursday night. So
1: it'll be you'll arrive. You know, we can come anytime really, but we'll have a happy hour or some sort of event on that Thursday night. Yeah, and then we'll we'll start Friday morning. And I'm just gonna tell you this:
0: y'all are going to die mm-hmm. with what all we've got mm-hmm. planned mm-hmm. and who we've got coming. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna tell you something: we're up in the ante. If there was any to up, we're up uh, in it.
1: I, I'm nervous. But how are we are gonna make it better? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we went all out. Now
0: we got plans. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, put that down on your calendar. Yeah. And you can visit our website, thesayitsouthern.com, and sign up there on the getaway page. Yes. Yippee. yoo Thanks for listening today. Bye.